At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every sight that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase, shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See associate for details. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 155. Talk about relevancy and authenticity through crisis with Natalie John. Natalie John is the CEO of Dreamy Weddings, and she celebrates 23 years in the destination wedding planning industry. This savvy and trend-forward entrepreneur who oversees a portfolio of growing businesses started with Dreamy Weddings, operating in two destinations in 1999, and has grown to operate in 13 Caribbean destinations. Natalie has seen it all, she's lived through it all, and she has the wisdom of all of that experience. This episode is solid gold, friends. Go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hey, friends. Did you know that as of today, there are only 79 days left in 2022? Now, whether that information is greeted with a sigh of relief or a pang of regret, (laughs) either way, I want you to know you're not alone. I am bringing back my six-week combination mastermind group coach program called Spotlight Sprint for the last time in 2022. And we start next week on October 17th. Spotlight Sprint is a group program with daily accountability, daily check-ins via Marco Polo, a weekly 90-minute call, and a workbook and goal setting, and just so much cheerleading and strategy and really whatever you want it to be for the next six weeks. In these past six weeks, the first cohort we did, we tackled imposter syndrome, visibility, social media, sort of endless amounts of topics. In this new six weeks, we're tackling sales, boundaries, time management, (laughs) and of course, visibility, authenticity, all the things that we always want in our business, and frankly, the things we've put aside in order to serve our clients this year. So if you could use a six-week group of accountability and cheerleading and support and encouragement and knowledge and wisdom, then join us for Spotlight Sprint starting October 17th. It runs through the week of American Thanksgiving, and you can find more information at reneedallow.com forward slash spotlight sprint. That's reneedallow.com forward slash spotlight sprint, or visit me on Instagram at reneedallow and check out the link in bio. Now on with the show. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. This week, I am joined by the very lovely Natalie John. Natalie, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, Renee. What about you? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm, uh, I can't complain, you know? I know with everything that's going on today, I think um, we ought not to complain. I think we should always be thankful and grateful, especially because we've survived this pandemic or if not survived it, you're trying to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting, right? This oh, this ongoing pandemic, right? At, at first it was like, can we make it through? And now I'm like, are we through? I don't think we're through anything. I think we're just, it's 
it's part of our everyday now. So I, I would imagine, I mean, we are surviving, but coping, I think, is the word I want to use, right? Yeah, I, I think so. You're right. I don't think we threw it. And I also think it's almost like a reset button, except yeah. that you don't know what you're resetting uh, to. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> resetting to whatever happens today and then whatever happens tomorrow and whatever yeah. happens the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So our topic today, dear listeners, is maintaining relevancy and authenticity through crisis. And now, any of my, any of my longtime listeners know the words crisis, the words trauma. They're not words that I take lightly, but I do think they're words that absolutely apply to the to the, the day-to-day that we're living in. Because I don't know how it is for you, Natalie, but like every week there's like a new crisis popping up. Yeah, um, you're right. It, it certainly is part of my, my day-to-day, I think just out in fires on a daily basis or just listening to to clients, whether they be brides or just um, other corporate partners, just trying to get stuff done. And I think too, in terms of just timing as well, on top of crisis, it's really, it, it, it certainly gets getting used to. I don't know if I'm gonna get used to it, but yes, you, you need that inward energy to help you. Yeah. What was the pandemic like for you? Because tell the listeners where you're coming in from. I'm actually coming from the Caribbean. Uh, today, I'm actually in St. Kitts, but um, I operate in 13 Caribbean uh, islands doing destination uh, weddings. And the pandemic was rough, um, very, very rough. We saw closure of our wedding business on on a whole. And um, it wasn't just me in one island, but it meant all my planners, my vendors, my preferred vendors in all the destinations that we operate in. And then just friends across the region calling to ask, you know, how, how long you think this is going to last and persons on the phone, just trying to provide some level of support or just a listening ear. So yeah. it, it was certainly rough. When I think back to that, uh, that like kind of bananas time in March, 2020, when I remember saying to clients like, oh, this will just last a couple of months. Like, of course, by the fall, we'll be back up. And in Los Angeles, you know, we were shut down for kind of like a full, almost almost like 18 months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We. I wasn't able to do an in-person wedding until September of 2021. Wow. Okay. So yeah. it was a little different. Again, uh, because I serve multiple destinations, where I was in St. Kitts, physically, we opened, I think we were one of the last in the in the islands to open. But Antigua um, opened f- fairly quickly, of course, with some restrictions. So I was yeah. actually able to do a wedding in October of 2020. Oh, wow. Yes. That's really good. <laughs> yes. And to the point where I remember the, the client speaking to the travel advisor saying, are you sure? Are uh, they for, for real? I don't want to, you know, invest uh, and then it doesn't happen. And so we yeah. really had to get like the um, tourism uh, board in, in, in that conversation to give the assurity that yes, the destination was indeed open and they had a wonderful wedding. That's lovely. I'm so glad that that was able to happen. That actually gives me some like hope, you know, for because that time felt so hopeless here in Los Angeles. It felt really, I mean, we were trying, you know, we were doing our best to create community and, and create some connections still, but in as much as serving clients, it just felt sort of empty, you know? It, it was, and for, from our business itself, because we serve both land-based as well as cruise-based clients. So it had hit us really hard on the cruise-based clients because yes. we would get the, the ship saying, okay, so we schedule it for St. Lucia. 
And um, what was interesting in that scenario for us was because we local, we would know beforehand that it can't take place because the government has already shut down. But then we had the agent saying, yes, it's still going to take place. And then on the day, poor bride and groom having to be told, no, it can't happen and saying, okay, guys, can you reschedule it to another destination? And we were like, okay, yes, great. But then by the time we reschedule, again, we get in um, information firsthand. It's going to, no, it's not going to happen again. And then saying to the cruise line, it's not going to happen. So it was, it was really a back and forth uh, for us. Early 2020, I really would not want to have a repeat of this again. Right. Yeah. I mean, here's hoping, right? I mean, who the hell knows, but always hoping that we'll never go back to those sort of bleak days. My question for you, and just thinking about, you know, your own relevancy and authenticity, it's like, you know, I know, remember when everything shut down and there were so many like memes on Instagram about like, well, what are you going to do with this time? Who's going to write the, the great novel? It's like, <laughs> what did you do with that with that time, that downtime? OK, to be honest, um, I will say to you that while COVID was really horrible, I ended up really loving COVID because I had gotten to a place in my career where it was just all work, 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 work. So there was no me anymore. And COVID was able to give me back myself. And so I actually found the time to, apart from, of course, yes, doing all the training and so forth in the downtime, it gave me time to just introspect who is Natalie, Uh, will the Natalie of uh, yesterday still be relevant for when COVID has ended, then it gave me time to do community. And so with discussions I had with a planner friend of mine in one of the islands, we got to speaking and she was like, okay, you know what, Natalie, you know, I don't have that support system. And I'm like, you know, I'm hearing that so much uh, during these couple of weeks. I said, you know what, I think we really need an organization for ourselves. So right then the call, while I'm speaking to her, I am going on GoDaddy and I'm looking for a domain name. And then the conversation just went into this whole aspect of community. So I actually founded, founded a nonprofit called Caribbean Wedding and Events Professional and grew the organization from there. And I have to say thanks to to the pandemic because if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would not have had the time to do this. I love it. I love it. So many of us had pandemic projects that really turned out to be not only passion projects, but sort of like a whole new business in a way. Yes, yes, certainly. And and, and that, that has um, grown for us. Um, and so while I still do my destination weddings business with Dreamy, through the, the um, C-Web, it's given me renewed focus on being able to help others who are just coming up in the industry. And we've expanded it. So it's not just weddings, but it's also events as well, just looking at the broad uh, industry on the whole. So it, it has been really, really good for, for me. That's fantastic. I want to circle back to something you mentioned earlier. You said, you asked the question, does the you of yes is the you of yesterday still relevant today given the changes and what did you come to could you would you share that with us certainly so i would probably say yes so the me of so when that happened it as i said earlier it went it got me going into you know who's natalie what do you want what got you to where you are today and one thing that remained was one i think my entrepreneurial spirit and, and two my love of people and and that really shined uh, through for me because that actually helped me to know that it has to be better uh, tomorrow. And just speaking with other colleagues, 
and just giving them hope. And so for me, I also, I had other business ventures that kept me afloat. So while the wedding business, there was nothing coming in, I still had real estate and, a, and we also have a, a floral shop here in St. Kitts. So it wasn't all shut down. So I was able to use that as inspiration to speak to um, my colleagues and say, you know, it will get better. Use the time to, you know, look within, see what it is that you really like. Is there a hobby? Is there something that you've always wanted to do, but you've never had the time? And so maybe this is the time to look into things of that nature. So I think that for me, uh, I've come out of the pandemic. If we could say we out of it, I know we're not fully out. <laughs> Who the hell knows? But yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> but I've come out even more committed to 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 my weddings, more committed to that entrepreneurial spirit and to realize that really and truly this is who I am this is me and and it's something that I've been blessed with that I got to do something that I'm really passionate about and something that I truly love yeah that's beautiful I was talking to a good friend of mine this morning over breakfast she's not she's not local we were on we were on the phone an old-fashioned phone call can you believe it (laughs) and um and she and I have known each other since we were gosh, like 19 years old. We've known each other forever. Mm-hmm. And she was, we were talking about, uh, she and I both are on sort of a, I'm in life coach school. She just finished life coaching school, totally different disciplines as far as specialties. But, you know, uh, we were talking just about what's next for her and kind of brainstorming. And she said, I've been really down on myself lately because I've been thinking about how it feels like I wasted so much time during lockdown and she's in Texas. And I said, well, first of all, you didn't have much of a lockdown, but second of all, didn't you go to life coaching school during the lockdown? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, yeah, but, and I said, and then didn't you take Amy Porterfield's digital course Academy and create a course? She's like, yeah, but, and I was like, Sarah, you did so much during lockdown. Like, what are we, what are we doing to ourselves when mm-hmm. we like over index, like actual, like, I guess, productivity in the look at what I made, you know, category, as opposed to look at what I learned. And I think I'd love for us all to give us give ourselves more credit for the self-development for the introspection that was sort of naturally just happening during that time like I love Natalie that you came out of this saying like yes I'm rededicated to my weddings like you know for me I was like oh there's this whole other like career path that I want to explore maybe not pursue but explore and I think just giving ourselves that that grace I think correct because I think too and that's why I said initially you know I said it's a reset button because yes. I think with your friend and I'm not sure what way where what stage you is at but we were all going 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 super busy and then this happened uh where you couldn't be busy anymore and so yes you found the downtime and you tried to do a few things and then now that it's starting to get back um, you thinking that you need to take yourself back to where you were before, but you can't go back. You have to now work with what it is do I have now and how can I take that and continue along the path uh, that is my journey. I love that and I want to explore that a little bit more, what you said about we can't go back because I think that that is, I see out there in the world, I see in networking events, I see some of my fellow wedding pros, especially in my local market, I see this sort of tension, right? Where they want it to go back to the way it was. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're ever going to go back there. As you've said, it too much has changed. Yeah, no, honestly, I don't think it could go back. Um, Too much has changed. Um, It's no longer what it used to be. I mean, just look at the digital space. Uh, Before, probably you, you're right. It was a good old phone call. 
And now you have so many other options that a good old phone call does not have to work anymore. We've zoomed out and we've gotten, (laughs) right? So many others. But for me personally, I don't want to go back. So as I said, I was super busy. So what I was able to also do to like maintain my relevancy I have determined that there are only a certain number of weddings now I want to do for a year. So I've literally upped the, in terms of the value that I'm giving to, to my, my clients um, now and, and give me time for Natalie. I don't want to give my clients all of me. I want to be able to give them enough of me so that they come off with their weddings and they're super excited and they're happy with what I gave, but be able to have leftover that I could share with loved ones. I could share with just myself. I think having time with yourself is very critical in today's world now. Yes. I I mean, that's the time for self-development, right? Like I've been yelling for years about journaling, my journaling practice and everyone, all of my students journal, journal, journal. And they're like, we get it. We get it. I'm like, I don't know. Do you though? Because sometimes the time that I'm sitting and journaling for those 10 minutes a day is the only 10 minutes that I have that is truly Renee's. Oh yes. I love, I love journaling. And if you got me before, no, I wasn't into journaling. I used to hear about journaling and I'm like, why do I want to sit down and regurgitate all I did? And especially something that I didn't want or something that doesn't have a good vibe. Uh, but now I am journaling and I'm reading more books along those lines. And so one yes. of them, uh, so I use OneNote a lot. And so one of my folders in OneNote is called 2022 in review. And I have created 12 um, subfolders. I have them by months. And each day I go in and I, in the evening, so I do my journaling in the evenings and early morning. So before I go to bed, I then write in there what exactly happened for the day. And I put, break it down like this, work, personal, and takeaways. So I list everything I did today at work. Then in my personal life, I list everything. And then if there was something that stuck out, whether it was like a learning experience or something that I ought not to have done and I did, or sometimes it could really even be a situation that occurred and I thought, oh gosh, Natalie, you ought to have known better. Then I put a note for myself. And then on my weekends, especially on a Sunday, so I normally have a sea view. I sit down in my porch and I go through the week or a particular day and just try to learn from that so that the Natalie that my clients, my friends, my loved ones are experiencing is actually a better Natalie. That is amazing. Natalie, you just gave us gold. I hope you all were taking notes on that. Please tell me you were. Here's what I think about it. I think that when I really, if I'm being really honest with myself, mm-hmm. late 2019 Renee was in on a bit of autopilot, right? Ah, mm-hmm. I, I was serving the clients. I was having my friendships. I was going to the networking events, I was wearing the clothes, I was doing the things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was checking the boxes and I felt productive and successful, 100%. Right. But then having the the downtime, the lockdown, the being sort of forced to say, okay, what is it that I really want here? Things just feel more intentional now, right? In a way that I could not have predicted because I really thought that I was doing great. And I, and I look back and I'm like, proud of that girl, mm-hmm. right? I was proud of 2019 me because she got a lot of shit done. Correct. And she was on an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, so many things, so many projects, so many huge projects that I don't, I've never talked about on the show and I can't ever talk about on the show mm-hmm. um, didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because because the entertainment industry shut down and speaking networks shut down and all this stuff. Correct. When I 
got into lockdown and I realized after dinner, there was no point in picking up my laptop and trying to work on emails because there were no emails to answer. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, that was like on a very base level. I mean, it sounds like such minutia, but I hope everyone listening can understand that. Like I literally worked from the moment I woke up until the moment I went to bed and I would only take a break for dinner with my husband. And most of the time I wasn't even cooking because that was, that would take too much time. All right. That's a girl after my heart. Yes. And then after dinner, he'd be watching TV and I'd be on my laptop. Correct. Scheduling emails to go out the next morning. Correct. Correct. Once the pandemic hit, I mean, the, there was no point in doing that. There was nothing to do really. There was, okay. There were a few things to do, but it Mm -hmm. certainly wasn't as emergent as it used to be. And I got really used to that new version of me, the one who was, I mean, I know it's a, it's such a cliche, right? White woman baking bread during the pandemic, but like mm-hmm. the one who was baking bread and making things from scratch and actually cooking most every night and mm-hmm. not getting on my laptop. Like now that we're sort of boomeranged back into what whatever we're doing now, this sort of, <laughs> this sort of overwhelming amount of work, right. you know, there are nights I have to remind myself that like, oh yeah, go get your laptop. You have work to do tonight because my my tempo has changed. It is. And you know what, Renee? Um, I mean, pandemic is what has caused so many of us to become that way. But it has also said, you know, you could have done it all along. It's it's just a mind shift as to what is now important. And, And so that is what the pandemic gave to me. And I have thanked the the gods for that because I'm not willing to give that up anymore. Um, no, I, I, I love my clients. And as I said, I love the business, but I'm loving this version of, of me. And to the downtime also allowed me now to introspect not just myself, but my business as well, to look and see what are the areas that, because I had a youth staff pre-pandemic, um, which I had to pay off everybody and let them go the longer the, the pandemic started to last. But building that team um, over I got to do a few things that have actually worked for me. So things like my accounting, I got to outsource my my accounting and, and get it done at a much better better price than what I had before. I now have a small team, you know, and I now could do more part-timers. That yes. way I am teaching, I am training, I am I'm saying to persons, you know what, sometimes, yes, come in to collaborate or come in, it's an actual paid job. It's also given me an opportunity to also look at what are the other opportunities, if any, that I want to go into in other industries as as well. And it has also helped me reduce my fixed costs. So, so on both fronts, on the personal side, as well as on the business side, uh, it has been good in terms of that introspection. Yes, I can't agree with you more. I, my question for you, though, Natalie, is how are you protecting your peace around those uh, that new experience? I mean, I guess it's not new. You've been doing it for a while. But what are what are you saying no to in order to protect those boundaries? I am actually now. So before nearly every client that came through the door, I would be willing to accept. Now I am doing a consultation with you first off. And Great. I am now saying, yes, let's have a conversation and let's see if we are a good fit for you. So it's not just, yes, you want your wedding and you want it here and you want to come. No, I want to see if this is going to be good for you. It's going to be good for me as well. And my team. The the consult call is so important. And 
you know that it's such a it's such a key thing in you know running your consult calls appropriately running them efficiently mm-hmm. getting the information that you need and also like i think this just comes with time but like being able to read the room read the people read the vibe like can i work with these people for i don't know how long you work with your clients but like for us like we're you know we're 12 to 15 months with Correct. these people and it's <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like you got to you got to start reading the room with yeah. the emotional IQ and just be like can i you can have, I vibe with these people correct the energy has to be right it has yeah. to be right or else and you also have to reach i think a level where it's okay to say no oh yeah i love saying no and it took years for me to, to for me to be okay with that but like i just think there's only so much of me and but furthermore there's only so much of me that i want to give away Correct. Correct. I just had to say no this, this week. So I had a client, it wasn't a wedding, it was an event, um, who really is a novice at what they were doing, but needed our expertise. Okay, fine. We agreed, um, on, on what it would be, what it would cost in terms of not just financial, but resources. And then came back and said, yes, I'll be ready to go by the weekend, by the next, next two days came back and says, oh, well, I spoke to a few other persons and they felt that while this, this and this, but um, we just think that couldn't you do it for X amount less? No. And I said, you know, I didn't want to be, you know, like a bitch, sorry, but I said, okay, sure. I will, um, I'll think about it and I'll get back to you. But I already knew what it was, but it's also somebody that I've had a good rapport with. And so I was conscious of that. I took two days. Um, I also spoke with a friend of mine in the U.S. who is in that same field. And then he was like, you know what, Natalie? No, I know it's, you know, pandemic and everybody wants to get back, but no. And so I did that call and I said, you know what? I've thought about it and I've given it lots of consideration. And no, um, we just unable to do it. Yeah. I mean, I I think what's interesting about creative um, endeavors, especially wedding planning, which seems very... Uh, or event planning, you know, which also seems very like uh, unexplainable to people is that they just think that we pull a number out of the air. (laughs) And I mean, I had a consult call right before you and I started recording with a lovely couple who literally said to me, well, can you give us a price? And I said, you don't even have a date. I said, I, I, you don't even have a, a, like a time frame. Like you're just saying anytime next year. And I said, quite honestly, like some of our dates are more expensive than others. And they said, why? And I said, because the competitiveness for an October date is way more than a July date. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, you know, we're a business. Like we have, Mm -hmm. we have to cover, we have to benchmarks we need to hit. Like I'm not going to give you an October date at a July price and then not be able to book the October date because you decide, you know, and I think he, I think he came around to it, but I was like, you just, I had, I had the sense of like, oh, you just think that it's, that the work is the work no matter what. And I guess on some level that might be true, but on other levels, we have to leverage what little we have as far as desirability and weekends and all that other stuff. Like it's a science now. Correct. And then I, exactly. And, and to, to this, this, um, job, I actually said, you know, and he said to me, but you know, but Natalie, no, it's not much you have to do because, uh, the hotel is involved and they're going to do this and the other activity and this person, you know them well, and they're going to do this. And I just felt no you you act you know you need my service but you don't think there's value or you want to quantify how much value but when i get right. my team up and we are out at seven o'clock in the morning i am providing breakfast because i want to just yes. make sure just in case they didn't get a chance or they overslept 
um, that we good. And then we have our coolers and it has ice and it has juices and it has malt and stuff and I have organized the lunch for them. And if we go in way into, into the evening, there's also dinner. These things cost. Do I have to do it? No. But should I do it? Yes, because I, I care about my team. And that's something that I, I don't even know that a client would know that they need to care about. I mean, they, in, in, and there's also an argument I could make with myself. It's like, well, they shouldn't, I do. And that's great. I do care about my team, but also we're human people who are doing this work for them. And I think it's hard, it's hard for our clients to recognize that at the beginning of the process, at the end, sure. They see us for hopefully right. for our full All humanity right. and they see us for our full value. And, but at day one, no, they can't. And that's our job to communicate that. Or like you said, it's our job to say no. You know, one of the other things that I'm, uh, I have decided to say no to, which might be a surprise to everyone listening. I don't think I've talked about this is that uh, I've been on the board of organizations for years. I was on, I did the association of bridal consultants, greater Los Angeles. I ran rising tide for four years here in LA. Mm -hmm. Then I've been on the WIPA board going on five years. And this, this December, I will be completing my my board volunteer work in total, I will not be taking on another board position for any organization. And that is something that I have had to really journal about and really mm -hmm. figure out because for me, that became so much a part of my personality, mm -hmm. right? Is I am someone who volunteers. I am someone who mm -hmm. is a community builder. And who am I if I'm not doing that anymore? You correct, know? correct, correct. And again, too, when you do that, again, it's valuable time that you also give in. I have been, uh, I've been talking about on the podcast for the better part of a year. I am, I don't even want to say I'm in the process of writing a book because that feels to me like I'd be giving it dedicated reoccurring time and I haven't been able to. And one of the things I'm hoping to do in removing this um, volunteer work is to create more time to write. And so I say that only because I want to point out just in this conversation with Natalie that like so much of what we're talking about here is about choosing one thing for another, right? I'm, I'm saying no to the board service, but I am saying yes to my idea for this book. And I'm saying yes to this white space that will exist when I'm not filling it with that. And and if you think to yourself, like, well, how much time does it really take? I, I would encourage you to really take, you know, take stock of it. Because for me, uh, the board memberships and the 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 dealing with the relationships there and and the meetings and the events, it takes up a significant amount of time. It does. It does. And and I will also say to you, Renee, this is also in terms about your own relevancy and, and changing. You are in a rapidly changing world. And so it is okay for you to be able to make those assessments and adjustments and determine, you know what? Yes, I've given the time that I wanted to give on that. I have learned so much or I didn't think there was much value, whatever it is, and be okay with that and then try something new. I'm always looking to feel complete. That is the word that I've been kind of noodling about for a while now. Like what makes me feel complete? Does my service to the board feel complete? It does. And so I can move on. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with a client. At the end of a relationship with a client, does it feel complete? Is there anything left undone? Are there any loose ends? Let's complete it, you know? Um, and it's, it probably sounds like a very, you know, not a very heavy word and that's on purpose. I just, I don't need to feel like everything has changed my life. I just need to feel complete. Right, right. For me, my word is, is, is happy. I'm living my best life every day. Um, I wake up in the morning and that's how, I mean, I have words like grateful and thankful, but my entire purpose as I wake is to how do I live this day as my best day? Um, whatever the, 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 whatever the, the situation that I'm facing, I'm going to make the best of, best of it. And, you know, 
if you're able to have used that time, that shutdown time, uh, to determine who's that true authentic self, I think that would certainly help you that you could wake up and you could have, so you have your word, I have my word. And if you're able to just work through that, I think that can certainly help you with whatever else, if there is something else to come. I love that. What would you say to someone listening who has heard this conversation and has wondered about the word relevancy? Like if they're thinking, oh, I wonder, am I still relevant? How do I stay relevant? What is your guide for that? Um, I would actually say to them, you need to keep looking with within and you also have to see what's happening with, within your environment. So for us as wedding professionals, what's happening in, in the wedding industry, what you were doing before, is it something that you still like? So for me, while I thought, yes, I still loved weddings, um, I decided that I want to go into the more luxurious um, element of weddings. And for me here in St. Kitts, we have a Park Hyatt hotel. We have a Four Seasons as well on the island of Nevis. And we have quite a few boutique uh, properties. And so I made the determination that for me to remain relevant, I wanted to just go into that other niche market that still is within what I have learned and where I've gathered all my experiences. But I want to now just put it into this new target group and to do it well and to marry that with my floral design work that I have actually started. So I think you really need to look at what it is that you're doing now, uh, what is happening within your industry, are there any things that you could take advantage of or you could improve on? And if you're coming up with a big fact zero, it certainly means you probably need to start looking elsewhere. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. And I also think for me, it's about curiosity, right? Because I feel like it's really hard to be irrelevant if you're curious about everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're true. curious about what's happening in your market, what's happening with your clients, what's happening in fashion, what's happening in the world, what's happening, what's happening, right? Like just allow yourself to be open to that and don't say, oh, that that's, I don't care about that. That's not for me. I mean, it might not be for you, but you'll never know unless you get a little curious about it. I think that for me is more about relevancy, like not getting stuck in old ways of thinking, old ways of designing, old ways of looking at events or even as looking at humans, like everything's always evolving. I think it's just, it's our job to keep up, you know? I think so. And I think what will also help us, I know at at a certain age, we normally say, oh, you know, not me for social media, but uh, there are so many different platforms now that you could use those platforms to be able to help you to know what's relevant, what's happening around, and even to be able to give you that boost just by who you follow sometimes. You're like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not a huge TikToker in, in, a, in a creator kind of way. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I have one TikTok out there, but I love scrolling TikTok and just seeing what the algorithm wants to show me. I'm down a, listen, I'm down a luxury goods pipe hole, a pipeline. I'm down a Taylor Swift pipeline. I'm talking about romance novels on one side and, and fine dining on the other. It's bananas. I love it. I mean, it's, it's kind of insane when I kind of scroll my own feed and then look over at my husband's and I'm like, why do you have wrestling on yours? And he's like, why wouldn't I? Because he likes wrestling. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually true. Right. It's very interesting to see what's out there. I'm on Broadway TikTok. I'm on like chef TikTok, like it's a whole thing, you guys. Even if you're listening and you're like, I hate TikTok, I'm like, just go be a a, a lurker. Just go lurk on there. It's yeah, fascinating. It is. And for me, I mean I do TikTok, but I'm still an IG girl. 
right? Oh, me too. But, but me too. IG has me going. So I would wake up, I'm an early riser, but I would wake up like five, do my presence, so forth. And then between six and seven, I'm just scrolling. I am, but the cool thing is based on the, the, the my feed, I get up to date on what's happening in the world and within that time. That's so right. Based on who and what I've been following and so forth. So yes, I may not have listened to the news, but it has given it has brought me up to date with nearly everything. Yeah. I think the easiest way to stay relevant is to stay connected. Yes, yes, yes. And I feel like you're you're you find that even with your nonprofit. Correct, correct. So uh as just recently in, in Grenada, I went on a on a speaking um work workshop. And we, we met other pros in Grenada. And while there, you know, it was just so good to just connect with new people. And then I've been in the industry for like 23 years, but then I've gotten persons there who said, oh, well, we yes, we did do something for you. I have no memory because probably it was one of my other um, persons on my team, but it was just so good to connect with them. And by just yes. making those connections, another island has come on board and said, you know, uh, we heard about this mixer. When are you coming to our destination? So it's certainly something for me, I think is really beautiful. Um, we've not had an association like that for ourselves, for the industry in the Caribbean. And just to be able to listen and to share, it, it just gives me a renewed purpose and renewed hope. I love that. So if anyone is listening from any of your locations, can you tell us a little bit more about how to how to find your organization, how to get involved? Okay, so from a weddings perspective, um, our website is dreamyweddings.com. Uh, and so that is for like destination uh, wedding, wedding planning. We are on IG, we are on Facebook. Uh, on IG, we are dreamyweddings underscore. And then from a organizational perspective, meeting other persons within the Caribbean weddings and events industry, our website is caribbeanwep.com. And our IG is CWEP 2020, we were formed in 2020, although someone has said you shouldn't have had 2020 in your name. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's a good reminder of what we came what we came through. Yes, certainly. And then if you go on our website for the planning perspective, we also have a toll-free number. So for those who are in the US and who want to um to contact us, we in the Caribbean, but we try to make ourselves as accessible as possible. Amazing. Natalie, thank you so much for your perspective and for your insight and for your wisdom. I just think 23 years in this industry is just amazing longevity, amazing stamina, and I appreciate you so much. So thank you so very much. I truly do appreciate you, Renee, and all that you've been doing and with your friends and colleagues. Um, I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Natalie. For our listeners, you know what I'm going to say. First of all, I'm going to thank you for spending your time with us this week. I know that your time is the one thing you cannot make any more of. And so I'm always very grateful that you spend it here with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.